Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome, Welcome to, to Adventures, Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting Toys on Film. Hi. I did it a little different. because Yeah, like, I was trying to think of a Duran Duran toys lyric. Toys from- on Film. Yeah, from. Eventually, we have to increase the production value and get a like parody cover of that done for this. We'll, yeah, we'll workshop that in twenty twenty four. Um, yeah, so we are back with uh with another edition, our our second edition. I'm not gonna start. I'm not gonna commit to numbering these because that's just not gonna work over time. Um, we're back with another no, edition it's... of uh of toys on film. Um, and this is a this is a. Sp- like a, a special one because I uh, just uh just last night you're gonna be hearing this like about a week last week <laughs> um Dave and I were invited uh back to the Japan Society for a uh a a special press screening of Godzilla minus one. Um so you know that this is, like I said, going to be a special edition of of Toys on Film because you're going to be hearing this, and the movie is technically not officially out in the United States yet, as of uh, as of of hearing this. Or or wait, or is it? No, December first comes out officially. December first. It'll be coming out this coming weekend. Yeah. So this. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, as usual, as as we do, um, believe the first day is the thirty. 30- 20, 28th, yeah. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. Yes, the 30th? Yeah, yep, Thursday. I think special screening, some theaters are starting to screen it, like some of the IMAX screens are starting as early as the 28th, but um, which would be tomorrow, Tuesday, the 28th. But um, yeah, so do we want to, before we, we jump in any further, do we want to give like a quick like 60-second spoiler-free like just some things to expect in this film, some kind of reaction. Cause I know, you know, as a parent, uh, this is not a film that I would want to take my eight year old to. <laughs> and I think no, it's, uh, I could see Godzilla being quite terrifying in this. Yeah. Um, so I, I think kind of just the long and short of before we get into the spoiler territory is this is a serious film. It's not funny. Um, it's not campy. Uh, it's not, um, if anything, you could you could almost put this into the category of historical fiction. Um, yeah, I would say it's almost like a not a remake, not a reimagining, but like a 
I I would actually go as far as to say that this is a reimagining of the original one. I mean, yeah, I guess it would be more of a reimagining of of the original 1954 movie. Yeah, but it, this um, is a in the sense of you know this is what we can do with it now. Yeah, this is a serious post World War II you know uh, drama that features a, a an antagonist that is a giant radioactive lizard monster dinosaur. Um, Godzilla is scary. Godzilla is not by, by any stretch of the imagine imagination is not a, he is not our friend. In no, this. he is or not anyone. your friend. You are not rooting for Godzilla. Um, I mean, maybe you are, but <laughs> that's, that's a whole, whole other can of worms for your, you to unpack. But, um, no, he, he, Godzilla is a monster. The motivation is just destruction. Um, it is a, a wild animal in that, in that regard. Um, it is, it is brutal. Um, it is heavy. There are a lot of very heavy themes like, like PTSD and, and, uh, yeah, it really delves more into the, so I, I would say the things that existed, but weren't really like topics, uh, in 1954, um, yeah, there is still the whole like geopolitical thing, which we will get into. Yeah, we'll get into, we won't like dive heavily into, I would imagine, but we'll get into it. Um, you know, but there is also as with more modern war films or films involving war, um, the human aspect of it and the, um, certainly the physical and emotional toll of it on not only the participants, but the, you know, civilian aspect of it. And, um, you know, I think, yes, some of the most fun Godzilla movies have been 90 minutes of kaiju um, hijinks, but the, I, I think the best Godzilla movies have been the ones that have, discussed the human aspect of it or have gotten, you know, really it's yes, this thing is going on, but here's the kind of literally ground level stakes that this has. And that's why I enjoy the original. That's why I enjoyed the first legendary one as, as more than the rest. That's why I enjoyed this one as much as I did. Yeah, and I, I think that that about sums sums it up in terms of like the non spoilery stuff. So that's your primer going into it. If you do not want to be spoiled, th- this is the moment now where you're going to want to pa- hit pause on this podcast and come back to us after you've seen the film. Because from now on, spoilers. They're, we're going to talk about stuff that happens in the movie. So um, as we did in the last episode of uh, Toys on Film, let's start with just uh, some kind of facts about the, the movie. Dave, why don't you, uh, why don't you run down some, some, uh, some top-line facts here? Um, so Godzilla Minus One. Um, it is, of course, a 2023 release. Um, came out November 3rd in Japan. Um, it is coming out December 1st here in the United States. 
of note, um, November third was was the 69th anniversary of uh, of the 1954 Godzilla and uh, and Godzilla Day, and they're celebrating the the 70th anniversary uh, mm-hmm. of Godzilla with this film. But that date is significant. That November third date, um, because it was the original film release. Yep. Um, so far, um, the movie is 125 minutes long, and it is a it is a swift 125 minutes. Um, the movie has so far, and I don't think it includes this most recent weekend, but I don't think it has, um, has made $19 million, um, 2.85 billion yen on a budget of 15 million US dollars. Um, so it is already well on its way to being a very profitable film. It was written and directed by Takashi Yamazaki, um, which he said that he was um, wrote the script over the course of three years, and this is from Wikipedia, um, taking influence from the original 1954 Godzilla film and um, the 2001 Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah film. Uh, Um, Taking a look at the cast... Uh, yeah. w- we've got a, we've got a pretty tight cast. There are a lot of, uh, you know, I don't uh, supporting cast members, but we have kind of this core of, of seven, uh, seven actors. Um, we have Ryunosuke, uh, Kamiki in our, in our lead role as Koichi. You have, uh, Minami Hamabe as Noriko, uh, Yuki Yamada as Shiro, uh, Munitaka Aoki as, uh, Mr. Tachibana, Hidetaka Yoshioka as Kenji, um, Sakura Ando as Sumiko, and Kuranosuke Sasaki as uh, as Yoji. So, um, yeah, really. And Kenji is, uh, you'll know him in the film as Doc. Yes, 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 yes. And just kind of uh, of note, um, so... Uh, Ryunosuke uh, Kamiki, the, uh, the the star of the film, um, he has done a lot of work uh, in some very very familiar pieces, especially in the the world of Studio uh, Ghibli. Um, he he's in Your Name, he's in The Secret of Arietti, he's in Spirited Away, he's in Summer Wars. Um, he's also done uh, just a a ton a ton of work um, Japanese fans will, will will definitely be uh be familiar with um including uh Doraemon as well um and then the the uh main uh female actress so um Minami Hamabe uh she has done work for uh Shin Kamen Rider uh as as well as uh Shin Chan and um and some other uh, like I said just you know heavy hitter in that tokusatsu and, and anime world so uh, it's it's a it's a one could say that it is a star-studded cast in that in that regard, um, but yeah, uh, awesome cast. Uh, yeah, they they put they put quite a team together for this. Should we should we get into the uh, the plot here a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. So as we mentioned at the top, this is a reimagining of sorts of that 1954 Godzilla. So we are back in um, you know in the in the 40s at the start of the film. 
uh, where we're uh, in 1945. 1945, yeah. Um, we're actually we're actually led into the film with the uh, title card that says, uh, you know, the final days of World War II. Um, as we meet our our star uh, Koichi, we very quickly learn that he is a kamikaze pilot that has decided to abandon his uh, his his mission. Um, and for those who are not history buffs or have never heard the term kamikaze before, those were suicide missions uh, where, you know, the, the, the plane was the weapon. Um, so he has abandoned his, his, his duty and he, is, uh, he heads to Odo Island um, under the pretense that there is something wrong with his, his plane um, where he meets. It was, a re- it was a repair station. Yeah, repair station on Odo Island where he meets Tachibana. Who is the the head of uh, of he's the head mechanic there, um, and we right out of the gate have our first meeting with Godzilla um, on the island. Uh, the the mechanics who are stationed on the island are familiar with the the locals uh, who have told them the tale of Godzilla, and we also see visually um, along with Godzilla one of the things that you're going to see. Um, over and over in the film, um, one of the ways that they know Godzilla is coming because all of these like bloated, air-filled deep sea fish all kind of rise to the surface just from something that large coming out of the ocean. It brings up all these deep sea fish with it, um, and they're they're all floating in the the, the wake of the the ocean. Um, and yeah. Godzilla- <clears throat> and that that kind of idea of pressure and yeah, yep. You know, effectively giving things the bends. Yep. Um, factors in later on. Yes, it does. Uh, and uh, we immediately see that this is this is not the the Godzilla of recent years. This is a this is a a monster. Um, it's picking, it's ripping people in half. <laughs> it's tossing people with its mouth. It's crushing them with its feet. It's blowing things up. Um, and I thought one of the cool like special effects right out of the gate was you could see the almost like the saliva or like bile coming from Godzilla's mouth. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you've if you've watched the trailer too, at this point you have this kind of visual indicator where it's like, huh, in the trailer, Godzilla looked a lot bigger. Um and that is going to be the case. So Godzilla is going to get larger as this this film goes on. Um so, but they they still at the the very you know beginning here, um, the theme throughout this, like like we mentioned, there are themes of PTSD and and you know post post war depression. Um, Koichi has is given kind of the the role to hop back in his plane and and fire upon Godzilla with the 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 machine gun on the plane, and he freezes. He can't do it. Um, and Godzilla ends up killing all of the mechanics on the island, with the exception of Koichi and um, and the, the head mechanic uh, uh, Tachibana. Tachibana. So we then are hit with a bunch of flash forwards as Koichi arrives back back home in um, in Tokyo, and Tokyo is destroyed from the, the World War II you know bombings, the air raids. Uh, he has lost his parents. Uh, you can see that his the, the part of Tokyo that he lives in is absolutely decimated. Um, um, a surviving neighbor 
knows what his role was. Yep. And immediately like shames him for being alive. Yep. As you know, she has lost her entire family to the same air raids. Um, and then we continue with kind of this just depiction, this, the humanity of what's happening post World War II in, in Tokyo as, as you see people just kind of cobbling their homes together from rubble, going to, you know, uh, bread lines and soup lines in order to be, you know, to, to find food. Where we then meet, um, we meet Noriko and the child that she's carrying, Akiko. Um, she just kind of moves in <laughs> with Koichi. Um, mm-hmm. There are, when I, when I said that this movie was not funny, uh, there are humorous elements to it. Just kind of those those little yeah. There are um, moments of levity. Yeah, uh, those those character interactions, and and um, Noriko. It runs the full gamut where she she helps provide some of the more you know uh, funny moments and some of the absolute most gut wrenching heart wrenching moments in the film. Um, but she moves in. You learn that uh, that Akiko is not her child. Uh, she, she you know her her mother the the child's mother begged her to take uh, Akiko or Akiko um, when. You know, again, when these air raids were happening and uh, and Noriko lost her entire family as well. So it's basically just three orphans at this point, you know, finding a life together. Um, And, you know, this is where you get into another theme. Really, I'll say two other themes um, of the movie, which is the how precious life is and um, the kind of importance of promise. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, he he could have very easily kicked out you know this this woman and this child that's not even hers, and he actually says to her, you know, what are you you know stupid for for taking you know a kid in? Like you can barely take mm-hmm. care of yourself. How are you taking care of a kid? And we then see uh, you know an, another montage where some a few years jump forward and before this a very and it's almost like it this is the, if I can have one minor thing. It, I, I, this almost comes across as too brief. Um, but because I, it kind of like I had to put two and two together for it, but it's, it's a little too brief. Like it could have used a slight bit more explanation. Um, so us nuclear testing, um, causes a mutation of Godzilla. We don't know to what degree, but Godzilla is present during the nuclear tests. Oh yeah, the right, that you're right. There is that tiny little clip. And, yeah. Um, Godzilla is also in, in response to the nuclear tests. Um, destroys U.S. ships. Yeah, we we get a we do get a cut in with a newsreel. That's it's a actually brief montage. That's actually read in in English too. It's like that that you know late forties, early fifties, like. Fast. Well, it's read. It's read more as like it's more of like a, a military brief. Yeah, but it's shown in that kind of. It's quick cutting yeah. of documents and yep, fo- still photos and stuff like that. Um, almost a little too quick. And you also learn that with these, to the point where you almost lost this. I, like, I actually, I actually did. Um, I. You also learn that there's you know while the U.S. and Japan are are you know kind of forming their relationship reforming their relationship there's also tensions building between the united states and and you know this the soviets at that point 
So, you know, you, they start to kind of set the the political stage too of what's going on in that in that little clip to the point where because of that any maneuvers in the area would cause more tension, so the US cannot help. Yeah. And then we, we cut to uh Koichi um letting Noriko know that he has found a job and it is back with the government. Um and at this point too uh just just Noriko does not know um Koichi's past. You know, he doesn't she does she just knows that he came back from the war. She doesn't know the, you know the the kamikaze thing. You know, he's having nightmares. She doesn't he's not letting her into any of this. They are living they're raising this this little girl together, but like they are not together in a sense. Like they are they are not together. Um they're basically roommates. Uh so he gets a job with uh some other uh former military personnel, um, mine sweeping. So it's a dangerous job, but it pays well. They're going out into the ocean in, um, wooden boats, uh, picking up magnetic, picking up and, and discharging magnetic mines, um, is, is, is the work, but he ends up meeting, uh, who, who will refer to as doc captain and kid, um, on this, on, on the boat. That's their nicknames for each other. Uh, he is hired because he he was a former pilot. Um, he has a great shot with a, a mounted machine gun. So you know he is, as they pull the mines up, he's he's on the mounted gun and he's blowing them up. Um, we then get another montage where now Akiko is getting a little bit older. He's making money. He gets a motorcycle. He builds a better house. You know we're we're seeing kind of all of this develop pretty quickly here. And then they uh, they. Then get sent out on a mission where they are they're near a very destroyed U.S. military. Um, the the original one, the one that they initially spoke of. Yeah, uh, and you know uh, Koichi now knows what's what's up. He knows that this that this could only be Godzilla. They, and everyone's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, they don't believe him. They and if they do, they're like, you know, don't worry. This other. You know, this other um, warship is coming in. We're just stalling for time. You know, somebody's got to, you know, just the, the best warship in the, the, uh, in the fleet, in the fleet. And basically the, the political aspect of this too is post-World War II, you know, the, the Axis powers were basically ordered by the, the United Nations to decommission the majority of their, 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 uh, weapons. So, and so everything they have is given is still usable with the permission of the UN. Yes. So they've gotten special permission in order to to utilize um, you know, some of these these uh vessels that were supposed to be decommissioned. Because and, of course, as always, the you know, the government knows what Godzilla is, but they refuse to tell the people. Yep. And they actually so, make jokes several times, you know, the characters that like, you know, Japan of course the government would do this. Yeah, Japan excels <laughs> at, you know, lying to its people and, you know, hiding the truth and everything. Because again, you know, going back to those post-war themes, but here we now we're reintroduced to Godzilla. They're there to stall for the ship, and there's two boats doing the minesweeping operation. Godzilla shows up and just destroys the first boat, sight unseen, and everyone's like, <clears throat> "Pardon me." Everyone on the ship is like, "Uh-oh, yeah, you're. This is like re- very real." <clears throat> so they come up with the idea of they've been saving mines. Um, the government was like, use the mines on the creature. Um, now, while they're literally sprinting, because at first they're like, yeah, we'll stay and fight. No, we'll not. No, we'll, no we're not. Like, yeah. we're going. 
as this is happening, this is where I drew some allusions to like Jaws, it being like the we're going to need a bigger boat type thing. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, four guys on a boat just talking about life and in over their heads <laughs> in over their heads with a giant, a giant creature, which I, I loved. I loved that this there you could draw influence from a lot of historical film and like, you know, it's not done in a, you know, rip off or anything like that way. It's, it's done in a very kind of referential way. Yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah. I love when that happens. Yeah. They're um, great beats to use. I mean, we were on the edges of our seat during this. Whole so part. this led to two of my favorite moments while watching the movie. Because when you're everybody's seeing the movie for the first time, for the most part, I would imagine in that room, you know, the 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 full theater response is is the best. The first mind does nothing. It bounces off Godzilla's skin. And blows up and nothing happens. He comes back. Um, There's a lot of those did it work moments. And then he just shows through and is like angrier. So then. Doc goes, well, let's try to get one in its mouth. And so get one in its mouth. Koichi shoots it and it blows off half of Godzilla's face. It's gr- and they're like, we did it. It's gruesome. It's gruesome. And all of a sudden you just start to see him Wolverine back up like he regenerates. And the crowd goes, oh, yeah. which was one of the best crowd moments until about five minutes after this. When the aircraft carrier comes for Godzilla and they just start unloading on it. And it's seemingly working. I mean, like it's, and taken, it's seemingly working. It's taken them out like it's taken chunks of them off. And Godzilla just floats below the surface. You just start to see like a blue glow come from underneath the water. And the ship just explodes. Yeah. And it just was like a. <gasps> From the yeah. crowd, like, and and then and then and then you just see uh, the the other the other moment that's cool about this too is right. You see that you see that the blue explosion he, it fires straight up in the air through the through the ship into the <laughs> sky, and then you see Godzilla in the wreckage, and you could see Godzilla is a little worse for wear. Like he's a little mm-hmm. messed up. He's he's still kind of glowing blue. He almost looks like craggly, and he goes yeah. back underwater and swims away and leaves the wreckage. Meanwhile, you know, our, our ship and our, our hero, our heroes of the story are, their ship is completely like trash. They can't, they can't sail away. So, you know, it fades to black and we find out that they get airlifted. They were also injured from the explosions. Yeah. Cause it happened pretty close to them. Um, so now um, somebody, the kid broke his arm and, uh, uh, Shikishima Koichi, yeah. um, had a, has like a head injury. Um, Head ahead and yeah he he had he was bleeding from the head yeah um so skipping a little bit forward we're gonna skip over a couple things here but um they get airlifted out he goes back home finds out that um that uh minami or um, i'm sorry noriko uh has gotten a job of her own uh in ginza um she's kind of tired of waiting around for him to you know kind of make a move you know, she wants to start to kind of get back on her own feet. Um, their neighbor uh, is is watching Akiko while they're they're uh, they're both at work. Um, uh, Miko, I believe, is her name. Yeah. Uh, so you know, 
and he's just kind of not willing to, uh, you know, kind of make any sort of move or commitment yet either, because you'll find out that to him, his, his war has not ended yet. You know, he, he didn't have, he didn't do right by the, the mechanics that he left on, on the island. He didn't do right by his country. He has a lot of survivor's guilt, a lot of PTSD, and, uh, you know, his, his war is now with, with Godzilla. And now, a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at their brand new home at 101 Newark Pompton Turnpike Suite 1 in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at chubzywubzy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. Did you know that CGC Video Games now offers cleaning services for your favorite collectibles? Make your collectibles look good as new and give them that extra life in our crystal clear holders. With professional cleaning for sealed, complete in box, and cartridge-only games, maximize the potential of your collection. Submit today at cgcgrading.com. That's cgcgrading.com. Face it, shaker bottles suck. Your shakes always come out clumpy and they're a pain to clean. You're right, Dave. That's why I decided to ditch my shaker bottle for good and get myself a BlendJet 2 portable blender. It makes perfectly blended shakes in just 20 seconds. BlendJet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. It lasts for over 15 blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. With an array of colors, patterns, or even Disney-inspired designs to choose from, show off your personality while you're blending up something delicious on the go. What are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code AICPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 Portable Blender. Go to BlendJet.com and use the code AICPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today to get the best deal ever. And now back to the show. All right, so so next up, uh, you know, we, we find out that Godzilla has made his first landfall uh, in mainland Japan. And wouldn't you know it, it just so happens to be in the city that uh, <laughs> that that poor Noriko is working. Poor Noriko is working in. It's it's Ginza, yeah. um, and not poor Noriko. Why why poor Noriko? Uh, because she's, she's on her own in 
1940s Japan getting a job. Like, because come on. I'm saying, or uh, in 1940s world. Puerto Rico, we know what's about to happen to her, Puerto Rico. Um, she's about to get dangled from a trolley car. Uh, so, yeah, so Godzilla makes his, its its first mainland Japan uh, uh, appearance here. And Dave alluded to this before, but we get to see the uh, that other moment. One of, one of those theater moments. Which I think they showed in the trailer. Yeah, they, they showed in the full trailer, but we get to see the, the full effect of, of this version of Godzilla's atomic breath. Um, his, uh, t- his um, we'll say, like, tailbone just expands, turns blue, and he unleashes nuclear havoc from his, from his mouth. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time that, like, it, it's been called atomic breath you know, since the very beginning, but it shoot looked like fallout. Yeah. Th- like, this is what, you, what you've been told fallout looks like. Cause none of us yeah. who are listening to this know what fallout looks like. And, um, and, uh, in, in, in a last moment as Godzilla is about to unleash this or, or as he's unleashing this, um, Noriko shoves Koichi into a, after she's been through an ordeal, she's been, her trolley car gets picked up. She gets dropped into the, the you know are, are uh, an inlet she swims to safety she runs for her life she runs into koichi um who came looking for her came looking for her after hearing that 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 uh that uh it was they were under attack and she shoves him into an alleyway and bye-bye noriko she gets caught up in the the kind of nuclear um atomic wind from the uh the uh shock waves of the the explosion and she's gone and once again, um, Koichi is left with uh, with just survivors' g- grief, guilt as he watches, and we see the, the the scope of the damage that Godzilla has done. And you know, we we pan up to Godzilla just kind of looking over, you know, the the destruction and just walking away. And it starts to rain ash, and you know, the the atmosphere is all you know, out of whack because the, the mushroom cloud and, you know, again, like in, when this movie came out in 1954, it was very real that like Japan was still recovering from world war two. And this really like is for me, him on his knees screaming at like the nuclear, you know, rain that's coming out of the sky and the, the full destruction really kind of puts you, makes you feel so and, tiny. And being a- effectively solitary yeah. in this area. He's literally just lost like all that's left. Yeah. And um you know he, he he clearly you know makes it his point moving forward that like he's going to do he is going to move heaven and earth and uh do whatever he can to stop Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um and and Godzilla's destruction is very, you know, um you know, you look at when he first came home, like the, the, the gravity of it is similar to the, you know, atomic bombs dropped by, you know, the U S military. Yep. Like it's, it's all on par. Like, yeah. And it has this is equally as devastating. And it's just, they really convey that feeling of devastation in this, in a, in a way that you can only, honestly, that you can only understand by watching the movie. Um, um unless, you know, it, I, it's just it, I was I was completely blown away by this part because again, just this this is the first time I really feel like a Godzilla movie has nailed that scope of just absolute mm-hmm. devastation. Um, so we we they have um they have the funeral um they have no, we see kind of like the the repass 
of uh, Noriko as as people are leaving the the their house, um, and this is where we find out that Doc uh, is an ex uh, Navy engineer scientist, and along with some other ex uh, naval um, leaders and a kind of a, a bastion of of uh, civilians former. For, and former and yeah and, for, and former service, yeah service people. Um, they are putting together a civilian effort uh, to stop Godzilla. And again, yeah, because it can't be; it's not allowed to be official. Yep, it's not allowed to be official, and they they can. It's a- not allowed to be infi- official, but it's being encouraged. Yes, and as we mentioned before, the United States is unable to help because any movement in that part of the world uh, with with military vessels um, runs the risk of. Of uh, causing war with with the with, Soviet, with Union. Soviet Union, yeah. So they we then have the awesome um, briefing uh, scene where we see yeah this is really cool. Doc has his moment. So we had the 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 oxygen bomb in uh, in the original Godzilla, and here uh, we have uh, a, a I guess you could say a Freon belt. Um, yeah, it was a, it was like effectively a Freon belt. They've developed a Freon belt, and they they show a little you know scale model of how you know in salt water when you surround something with with Freon uh, tanks and and let them bubble, it will sink whatever is rapidly. attached to it rapidly. And they find a part of of the uh, the ocean uh, bay that is very very deep, and the goal is to take mil- these these two vessels and almost a la. AT-AT and Empire Strikes Back wrap yep. wrap Godzilla in in cable that has these these Freon bombs uh, Freon tanks uh, strapped to them and detonate s- them detonate and- them and sink him to the bottom of the ocean and hope that the severe pressure will uh, crush him will crush him yeah um, crush him to death. but there is a plan B if that does not work because they know he comes from from the bottom of the ocean and this is what Dave alluded to earlier when he said the bends they hired a Japanese balloon company uh that makes uh uh parachutes and 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 crash pads to basically make a giant CO2 filled crash pad that they can detonate and expand and then rapidly rise him to the surface so if the if the the sink, the rapid sinking does not kill him the hope is that the rapid rising will give will give Godzilla the bends and you know basically they understand that basically he can, explode him internally yeah they they know that he can heal so the idea is to cause as much damage to him as humanly possible as quickly as possible in hopes that he can't recover from it um or at the very least weaken him so that way they can fire upon him this is their this is their only plan this is the only thing that that mm-hmm. they think will work so along with the plan so that they got to get they got to get the get him into the bay somehow we've talked about the belt we've talked about the 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 uh the freon belt and the the platform um so they have an a, a an auto a, a water acoustic speaker that they're going to play uh, Godzilla noises to lead him into the bay. Koichi says, "Get me a plane. I can. I can help." So um, they find him a prototype plane uh, that never actually saw any wartime, but is it was kind of hidden away in a in a um, a hangar somewhere. But it is not ready ready for flight. So Koichi then goes on a little bit of a journey to find the uh, the head mechanic, the his his, his co survivor. Uh, from Odo Island, um, 
which he is able to find. Uh, and uh, he agrees after some convincing, convincing. <laughs> uh, that he will fix the plane and get it uh, ready for flight. Now, what Doc does not know is that Koichi has co- also convinced Tachibana to turn the plane into a kamikaze plane. So, uh, a huge bomb. Yeah, massive bomb. Uh, he's taken out fuel cells and replaced them with bombs. Again, Doc does not know this. He thinks that he's just going to lead Godzilla out into the into the ocean. And, um, you know, basically Koichi knows that with this plane, if he can fly it into Godzilla's mouth, there's enough explosives in there to, to, to basically decapitate mm-hmm. um, Godzilla. So the night before they get, um, they're, they're going over the plan and they tell the youngest member of the crew, don't come. You've ne- you know, the fact that you weren't unable to serve initially um, is a good thing. You know, you don't need this burden on you. And they tell him to stay home. He's upset about it. Um, kind of long story short there. Yeah. So we get to the next day where we're out on the mission. However, Godzilla kind of, as as Godzilla tends to do, he does not go according to plan <laughs> and makes landfall heading towards heading towards land. And he's he's on land. So um, Koichi has to take off. He has to fly, and he draws Godzilla away from away from Tokyo. Land. Yeah, I mean he was yeah, from Tokyo. He's heading right towards Tokyo, um, away from land and back into the bay. And then the um, the boats start to do go full on like at at, and they successfully wrap Godzilla with the Freon belt. Yep. And they um, they activate it. They sink him. We we see him. And meanwhile, he's he's got his his atomic breath charged. He's he's ready to rip on this mm-hmm. on this. And they sink him before he can he can just on time. Yeah, just in time. And it deactivates the injury. Deactivates him, but does not kill him. Yeah. So they say, "All right, bring him up." So they inflate. They start to bring him up, and he makes it about halfway before he eats through the cable and. They try to use the ships to pull Godzilla to the surface of the water, but they are unable to because he is so massive. So um, the kid got all of the tugboats together, all of the um, civilian fishermen, you know, boat, tugboats. fishermen to come help. And they are able to bring Godzilla to the surface. He is not dead, but he is. He's real messed up. Very beat up and very angry. Yeah. And we can see, uh, you know, uh, alluded to earlier, when he uses the atomic breath, he kind of gets this, like, cr- you can almost see the the blue atomic, like, light mm-hmm. poking through his skin at points. Now it's like, he looks like a piece of shattered glass. Like, he, like he's, ready to, he, he's ready to crumble. But he's charging up, ready to, um, ready to unleash that atomic breath. And they're, they're all, they, they realize that they, they messed up. They didn't, they weren't able to do this. It's over. Then you see, start to see everybody look to the sky as we see Koichi making a beeline with his bomber right towards Godzilla's open mouth as he's charged up with this energy. And right as he is about to crash into Godzilla's mouth, he pulls the ejector seat. And the, pl- uh, the plane... That was installed purposely by... Tachibana. Uh, Tachibana to tell him this... You've 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 made it up to everyone. Yeah. Like this is you, 
you're ready to do this. Yeah, you can you can do that. You can live. You can do mm-hmm. this and live. And he he ejects from the plane. The plane lodges itself in Godzilla's mouth. And while he is still charged with that atomic breath, it the plane explodes and Godzilla's head explodes along with it, and he crumbles into the sea. The pieces of Godzilla crumble apart. The atomic energy goes out. Game over. Godzilla has been defeated. Um, Everybody comes back to land celebratory, and wouldn't you know it, waiting for him on shore with his uh his daughter is uh is his his neighbor Sumiko and she's got a uh she's got a telegram in hand and that telegram uh he re- uh Koichi reads it and we cut to Koichi and Akiko running into a hospital and Noriko has survived uh her her ordeal and she has has been healing in a hospital bed um unable to reach anybody until kind of this moment um and the, the film ends with her asking Koichi, uh, is, has your war ended? And weeping in her lap, he says, yes. Roll credits. That's Godzilla minus one. Well, <laughs> before we roll credits, <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean, we see a big hunk of Godzilla starting to regenerate. As as the uh, the classic... Uh, dun, like Jason Voorhees in the in, in the bottom of Crystal Lake. Yeah. So, um, more more to come from from Toho. Guys the use and the use of the original theme was great too. Yeah. Uh, the the score for this is phenomenal a- yeah. across the board. The new piece is phenomenal. Yeah, you can you can listen to it on all your preferred music services but but both of those original themes um i think they're actually called theme one and theme two uh are i believe they're the sweet or the sweet yeah sweet one and sweet two are are amazing um yeah that great great use of the original music in there too so but yeah so that that takes us through godzilla minus one um so my my initial reaction i've you know I've, i've had some time to sleep on it after seeing it I, I would go as far as to say that this is the best Godzilla film. Be- best. Uh, like I said, just you know, in terms of how it handles all of these very complex themes, um, the, 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 the animation on, on Godzilla. Godzilla has never been more terrifying than in mm-hmm. this film. Look great. Yeah. Look fantastic. W- like when you told me that it was a $15 million budget, I, th- I thought you had forgotten a zero. Um, it's, it's incredible what they managed to do on on this budget both in like the open ocean stuff the stuff that's happening in you know in, on land uh Godzilla itself it just like it it, it they it, it plays really well they they did a, a fantastic job with that and the acting was just unbelievable like the 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 interactions the small interactions between the characters go, ranging from you know the kind of like war room um, you know, briefing scenes to stuff that really was more akin to, you know, Jaws, you know, just like three or four guys on a boat, you know, talking about, you know, their past and, you know, dealing with this thing with their way in over their head, you know, that it's just nothing, nothing was like super over the top. Um, it just, it was, it was really, really well, well done in, in my book. What's, what's your, what's your, uh, your, your take, Dave? Yeah, it, it was so 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 good like i it was just yeah it it's absolutely i think the best godzilla film um 
whether you're going combining all of them or, you know, just the Japanese ones, but it is the best Godzilla movie since the first, I feel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, and so far, like if you look at reviews of it, it is probably the best reviewed. Um, and I know Shin Godzilla was well reviewed too. So it's, it's up there with, with them. Um, if not better. Um, and it is, it is just, it's a fantastic movie. I, I, I would like to go see it again in, in, uh, IMAX. Yeah. So, you know, we saw it on a, I don't want to say a, it was still a movie, movie theater screen, but the screening room at the Japan society is, is a, a, a more intimate experience. It's a more intimate theater. Um, great sound in there. Smaller screen than an IMAX, of course. Um, but yeah, the, the, this is something that like the, the largeness of it, I think will play really well on, on an IMAX screen. Um, I would be, uh, again, I'd be curious to, to see it again there. Um, but yeah. yeah, I know like saying you owe it to yourself to go see this in a theater is like be has become hyperbole because of like, you know, the fact that studios now want you to go see movies in a theater. Yeah. But this is, this is a, this is a definitely if, if you can make it, if it's safe for you to go, if you are able to go, um, well worth your time and effort to go see this on, on a screen and with a crowd. So before we get into the, the toys, um, I think I think we've made it kind of obvious at this point, but like, uh, Dave, do you recommend that uh, that people should go see this movie? Yes, I I also I, I second that. So you, this is getting this is getting the the AIC two thumbs up uh, from both of us. Uh, go see this now. Toys, 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 toys. Uh, this this movie is not uh, you know we we've got one monster. The the most toyetic thing about this movie is is Godzilla. Um, Godzilla is is I, I don't see them making action figures or anything of of the people, um, and uh, and Bandai has already shown off the SH Monster Arts Godzilla minus one figure. Uh, we 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 saw it in person at uh, at New York Comic Con. Uh, we also saw it in person at Toy Fair, and you know it's it's been on display at at Tamashi Nations uh, at the event in that just happened in Japan. But um, along with the SH Monster Arts, there is going to be a slightly larger format uh, statue that's made by by Bandai and Tamashi Nations, and then of course the um, the more kind of like vinyl uh, classic minimal articulation uh, Godzilla minus one as as well. Now, in you know, in true fashion to you know, action figure and collectibles, I would love to see, especially like. <clears throat> You know, like a battle damaged Godzilla from this movie, yeah, or the blue, yeah, or one that that has kind of the blue glow to it. I mean, those variations would work very well. They'd make very very good toys. Um, but yeah, Godzilla minus one, uh, the the SH Monster Arts from Bandai already, and it looks as enormous as yeah. you would expect. Yeah, um, already up for pre order. So. Mm-hmm. Says due February. Yeah, yeah, it's coming soon. I mean, and and some of those, <clears throat> the more simple like vinyl ones are already available. I know, um, you know, they're they're in in people's hands in Japan already. So, um, yeah, and and don't forget too that Playmates Toys does have a license with Toho. They are making Toho related um, figures. You know, again at like that lower price point. Um, and some of those are really good. Yeah, the detail on them are are fantastic. I like them a lot. Um, 
I think like, and you know, this is unrelated to the current movie, but I think one of the coolest moments that I've seen was like a little kid just pick those up with two of them up and ask his mom if he can get both. Like she was like, okay, you can get both. And he was like super jazzed about the Godzilla figures. And those are great. Cause they're just like chunky, uh, you know, Again, minimal articulation, but that means less things to break. But they're also like very God. You know what I mean? Like they're not like weird action figure Godzilla. Like they're Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. It's just, they 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 look they look great. Um, so you know there there are options out there to to get your your Godzilla minus one fix. Um, it's it's been a great year for honestly for for Godzilla fans. Um, whether it's what our friend of the pod Kyle is doing over at Super Seven, the steady stream of uh, SH Monster Arts figures, like we mentioned, Playmates, and then just the the content. So the the Monarch series on on uh, Apple TV Plus that that just launched. We've got the you know obviously Godzilla minus one. Um, it's just been it's been a, a great year for uh, for the King of Monsters. So um, I think uh, I think Godzilla versus Kong Two is due out. Yep. This year too. Yeah, we got that coming soon. Or next year, twenty twenty four. So soon, soon. So we'll continue. It's almost twenty twenty. We'll con- we'll continue the uh, the the kaiju journey then. Um, yeah. So I mean, no other closing thoughts from me on the movie. Uh, you know, I think I think it was great. I think you should go see it. Comes out December first. Um, Dave, any anything to to kind of send everybody home with? Oh, shout outs to um, the Japan Society. Yes, for for having us as part of it, and uh, and if you're into Japanese cinema, you should definitely, and you're you're you know on in the tri-state area, East Coast, in the New York <clears throat> City area. Um, check out their programming because they have a lot of really cool uh, screenings coming up. So uh, yeah, I guess I guess with that, uh, that's that's all she wrote. Un- yeah. Until next time, Dave, send us home. Um, bye, everyone. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. 